morning, IE Church family. My name is Roy, and it is such a pleasure to be with you guys this morning and to preach this lesson that has been on my heart, thinking and going into the new year. You know, to be honest with you, I have been probably looking forward to 2021 since March of this last year, and I couldn't be more excited for what God has to offer for our church. Although I can see this past year as discouraging or disheartening, and I can probably sound like a broken record, God was able to end off uh, 2020 with a bang uh, for not only my life, but for my new uh, wife, Alicia, now Gonzalez. And I'm going to show up a wedding picture here. Uh, it was such a beautiful afternoon as we celebrated uh, getting married with our friends and family there. Obviously, it was COVID-friendly. Uh, but on December 5th, I was able to marry my best friend. Uh, and also, she got her degree the day before, so I didn't know that I was going to show up to the altar marrying a whole scholar. Uh, but after our honeymoon, both Alicia and I both hit the ground running uh, with a new position uh, in the youth and family ministry here in the desert, and we couldn't be more excited uh, to be here in La Quinta, where the people are hot, but the weather is much hotter. Uh, but with all seriousness, let's quickly dive into the Bible, and I want to invite you guys uh, with me to read our theme passage for the day, and it's in Genesis 37. We're going to be starting off in verse 2. Uh, it says, Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the son of Bilah and the sons of Zilpah, uh, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that the father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had, had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to the dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, well, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said. I had another dream, and this time the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his fathers as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I, and even your brothers, actually come down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. You know, we're so excited for the new changes, and it seems like God rescued us and gave us a hope at just the right time. Uh, you know, for us uh, and Alicia, you know, it's been a dream to go into the full-time ministry. Yet the journey to getting here, in all honesty, hasn't been the easiest. It took time of reflection, of prayer, of uncertainty, countless conversations with the people in our circle, quitting our jobs and even uprooting our lives uh, to move elsewhere. 
on top of figuring it both figuring it all out, you know, both the Lahichi and I were uh, planning a wedding amidst all this uh, and balancing to take care of the campus ministry as well as trying to take time to prioritize our relationship. You know, that process to our dream was full of worry, pain, anxiety, and, and almost little moments where we just wanted to put our hands up in the air and give up. Doesn't that sound like you in 2020? I'm excited to preach this message to you at home because I believe that going into the new year, our church needs to see more dreamers in 2021. You know, my first point to you is that God is for you. Everyone at home say that God is for you. That is a promise. You know, Joseph is my all-time favorite character in the Bible uh, for the dreams that he was able to have through God. What kind of dreams has God given you going into the new year? You know, that question is really hard for me to answer, especially thinking about all the hardships that came in 2020. And I don't expect you or anyone else to feel so confident going to the new year and having these expectations of excitement. But I believe that God gives us dreams of what could be because he wants us to overcome the nightmare of what is. Let's talk about 2020. And I'm going to be a little true here. You know, last year, I have seen countless people give up on their dreams due to their circumstances around them. People have stopped listening to God's dreams that were placed in their hearts. All last year, sometimes we let the circumstances of our realities really cloud our judgment and decide upon ourselves to play the role of God and regain back the control of our own lives in the expense of losing our trust in God. I know for me this past year, I sought to find prominence in my life. But if you don't understand Genesis 37 and the way God maneuvered through Joseph, Joseph's life shows you that God doesn't want to give your life prominence, but he wants to give you a life of significance. I'm going to say that again. God doesn't want to give your life prominence. He doesn't want to just give you a life that is quote-unquote important, but he wants to give you a life of significance, purpose, meaning, things that will last throughout time, and people will hear about it. And that is a promise of God. I have these lists of scriptures that, to me, really emphasize God's character throughout the Bible. You know, in Jeremiah 29, 11, this is a very uh, a famous scripture. You know, it talks about how he wants to give you plans to give you a hope and a future. That is God. Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Not, you know, I can do some things or I can do everything, but maybe these one, this one thing. But he says, all things through who? Through God. And that is a promise from God. Psalm 33, 11, It talks about how the plans of the Lord stand firm. Amen. We serve a God who gives us plans that will hold strong forever. And in Acts 2, 17, it talks about how in the last days, all people, young and old, will see visions 
and dreams for God's kingdom. God offers all who promise to seek him. And I love this these scriptures because it really shows that God wants to just give you a life to the full. Significance comes when that person through faith fully trusts and understands that God demands more for their life. I think you've got to understand, guys, and decide to open your ears to whatever God is going to say to you. You know, ask yourself, what am I doing in the place that I'm in right now? What does God want for my life? I ask this, these questions every single day because I know i got a purpose. And at some point in our lives, we need to tune in to the God dream that we have in our heart because you'll never know why God has you here. God has something bigger for you. You know, I got a story. And as Lisa and I have started to love living together, uh, we started to develop these fun life quirks. Uh, and, and, you know, in our honeymoon, we endured uh, watching the Marvel series. And so I hope there's some Marvel fans out there. Uh, and we started watching these movies in chronological order. And if you don't know anything about me, I'm a huge Marvel nerd. Uh, and before the Marvel movies, actually, Alicia... Uh, loved calling me a nerd, uh, but through really much pleading, I got her to watch these movies with me. Uh, you know, the imagery and the storylines are so vivid that it honestly caused both her and I to have these very vivid dreams at night. And in the morning, uh, we love to discuss uh, what we dreamt of. And some of them uh, could be obscure or completely random, uh, but some of the dreams that we would have would be uh, somewhat serious and maybe would be coming from somewhere deep in, I don't know, the confines of our mind. Uh, but we love dreams. We love talking about them uh, because they make life a bit more interesting. I believe the dreams that God gives us helps to make our lives interesting. And it should be a privilege uh, we need to treat those dreams as a gift and hear and see those dreams come true in our lives. However, in the story of Joseph, we see that, uh, that a dream that hasn't been tested is a dream that cannot be trusted. I'm going to say that one more time. In the story of Joseph, we see that a dream that cannot be trusted is a dream that hasn't been tested. You know, God creates in us a spirit to accomplish more in our lives, but there's a certain price to pay. And the very first test that every God dream has to go through in order to grow is through a test of rejection. Haven't we faced countless rejections this past year? As we got to get past the no. we got to get past the rejection. The pains and aches in this world has stopped life dead in its tracks. Maybe it has discouraged you or frustrated you. It has for me too. Financially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. We wanted more from 2020 and yet 
Oftentimes when we feel rejected or face-to-face with a setback, with a barrier, with a roadblock, you back down. But what if I told you that in life the no that you get is part of the dream? You know, your dream cannot develop until you face the no. You got to decide that when the rejection comes my way, that God is preparing me for something bigger. Step out into confidence. Decide. I don't want to replay 2020 when whenever the rejection comes, I'm going to back down. No, God is calling you to use the challenges in life to champion your growth. You know, I got a I got a God-sized dream for myself in 2021. You know, going back to the story, Jacob's first test was rejection. You know, to give you some context, you know, Genesis 37 is the beginning of Joseph's story. And already you see that Joseph is a favored son out of out of 12 with him being the 11th. And in order to really understand Joseph, we got to be reminded of his father Jacob. You know, now uh, that Jacob, right, he's the son of Isaac. And we know that Isaac is also the son of Abraham. Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob and Esau were twins. Uh, but when they were born, uh, Jacob came out of the womb after Esau, holding Esau by his heel. You know, and the two boys were vying for Isaac's blessings, who was supposed to be gifted to the older sibling. But Jacob you know, deceives Isaac to give him the blessing. You know, robbing Esau of his birthright, Jacob flees and pretty much encounters trials in his life as he hides from his own brother who was trying to kill him. And he flees to his uncle Laban's house. When he arrives, he sees that Laban has a daughter named Rachel. And he gets goo-goo-eyed for Rachel. For all the teens out there, he got sprung for Rachel. Right, so he made a deal with his father-in-law, or future father-in-law, and the deal was that he was going to work for seven years in exchange uh, for Rachel's hand in marriage. You know, and after seven years, uh, there was a wedding. They were partying, and pretty much Jacob goes to bed, and in the morning, he wakes up next to his wife, and lo and behold, it ain't Rachel. It is Rachel's sister, Leah. And really, the Bible describes Leah as the weak-eyed one. And if you guys don't know, that's pretty much NIV for ugly. I'm just going to face it there. Now, Laban deceived the deceiver. And then Laban then makes another deal with Jacob and says, well, if you work for another seven years, I'm going to give you Rachel. You know, seven years pass by, and Jacob is married to both. Uh, Rachel and with Leah, you know, Jacob receives son after a son, but soon find out that Rachel is unable to bear children. You know, this becomes a point of pain for both Rachel and Jacob, but later soon uh, they get blessed with the birth of their two sons. And that's when we see Joseph and his younger brother, Benjamin. And so uh, if you think about this whole story and how hard it was for Rachel, because uh, you know, Rachel was Jacob's favorite, and so that kind of made sense that Joseph was super loved because he came from Rachel. 
Uh, and it made sense why he was favored over the other sons. And these sons throughout the story muster a great hate for their brother Joseph. You know, the story unfolds and that you see Joseph start to face rejection left and right. And God gives Joseph a very special and peculiar dream at the age of 17. And he spoke to Joseph. You know, the problem is that we oftentimes assume that God's favor is selective. You know, we work towards God's favor and get discouraged when we feel like we don't receive it. And we know Jacob's life to be quite messy. And Joseph's life is probably even the same as as messy. And, you know, he didn't really have the right character as he was showboating his father's love. Yet God spoke to Joseph and gave him a dream. I think whenever, wherever you're at in life, do you hear that God dream in your heart? Do you hear God whispering in your ear? Throughout the story, Joseph's brothers was a source of constant rejection for his life. When we recount instances in our lives when we face a setback or when we hear a no, it damages our confidence. It marked you. And spiritually, we oftentimes white-knuckle through the circumstances and become absolutely exhausted with the life that we have when we know we can't overcome. And the rejection can hit you, but I want to encourage you, do not let the no stop you. Because God is preparing something bigger, but you've got to face the no. This leads me to my second point. Well, what does the rejection do? Well, the resistance in your life leads to resilience. Again, the resistance leads to resilience. You know, getting a no is difficult. We understand the impact of the word no. But the truth is, if you don't understand the no, you won't appreciate the yes. You know, we live in a world where Christians view God as a source of continual yeses. You know, if God is on my side, then who can be against me? And in all honesty, that is absolutely true. And we need to write that promise in our heart. But in the story of Joseph, you will find that God to be consistent through and through. And the God that you see, you know, will signal dreams in you and give you a life, give you promise. But in order for those dreams to develop, it has to face stages of resistance. This reminds me of when I first started pursuing Alicia. I started to develop feelings for her after we went on this amazing date on the beach, but little did I know that she already had feelings for another guy. And I was devastated as I started to really try and, and pursue her and win her heart. And Alicia is way more spiritual than I am. And if you guys know her, say amen. Uh, so naturally, it's kind of wise to not pair something like filet mignon to garbage. And so I just kind of denied myself and went with the flow. And for months and months, so many of her friends would encourage her to not even give me a shot 
until I proved myself to be true. And I kept getting advice and people uh, kept telling me that I'm not even worthy to e- even talk to her. And, and she's way out of my league. Now we've been together for two years and happily married. And those same people that told me no or reminded me that I was garbage in relationships were the same people who fought to keep us secure in God, fought us or fought to secure purity in our relationship. And later on, those were the very same people that were by our side uh, at our wedding day. You know, when she vowed yes to be my wife at the altar, it felt so rewarding because I knew that for months before I faced the no. You know, there's an article I want to share with you from the Wall Street Journal that I believe would be absolutely encouraged to you, and it's titled The Secret of Resilience. And this is the article right here. You know, in 1962, the psychologist Victor Gortzel and his wife Mildred published a book called Cradles of Eminence, a provocative study of the childhoods of over 400 famous 20th century men and women. They selected individuals who had at least two biographies written about them and who had made a positive contribution to society. Their subjects ranged from Louis Armstrong, Frida Kahlo, and Marie Curie to Eleanor Roosevelt, Henry Ford, and John D. Rockefeller. The Gortzels found that less than 15% of their famous men and women had been raised in supportive, untroubled homes with another 10% in a mixed setting. But of the 400, a full 75%, some 300 individuals had grown up in a family burdened by a severe problem. Poverty, abuse, absent parents, alcoholism, serious illness, or some other misfortune. The quote-unquote normal man, the Gortzels wrote, is not a likely candidate for the Hall of Fame. Now, I hope you don't hear this and feel like alcoholism, poverty, and abuse are keys to success. But rather, the story brings us good news because it is suggesting that the very circumstances that you are experiencing in your life or that can be in your life right now the painful the difficult those circumstances that overpower you are the things that very much give you power do you believe that god is a god who knows that you can handle these things but delivers you from the problems that you cannot handle, but uses those factors of resistance to make you resilient. In Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his what? His purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. The scripture shows us that the promise is that God continues to work for those who put their heart, who put their trust, in God's plan and and his will for their lives. And that work in you is for a purpose. 
to give you a purpose. You know, the greatest people that had insane impact were rejects, but rejection creates resilience. You know, Genesis 37, all, all the way through Genesis 50, we see the development of Joseph's resilience. And a few verses down, you see that right after Joseph presented his dreams to his brothers, they plot to kill him. They say, here comes that dreamer. Let's throw him into, into a pit uh, and kill him. And spoiler alert, uh, his old, one of his older brother, Reuben, convinces the rest of the brothers, uh, maybe we shouldn't kill him, but, you know, let's deceive our father and, and tear off his colorful robe that was gifted to him and spray some blood over it to kind of make it look uh, like he was eaten by a wild beast. You know, while uh, Jacob mourns the death of his child, that was a blessing from God. We see that this was the beginning of a journey in Joseph's life and where God continued to develop Joseph's character, creating a beautiful end to his story. You know, from the pit, he endured slavery. And from slavery, he endured prison. And from prison, he went on to serve the Pharaoh. Uh, and then later, he helped Egypt endure years of famine. And, and even after those years of famine, Joseph proved himself to be the king, to be the Pharaoh of Egypt. You know, what we need to appreciate in Joseph's story is that he could have given up at any point in that sequence. But he understands that dreams that, that God gave him has not yet come to fruition. But at just the right time, that resilience, that, that perseverance throughout all those different tough circumstances that led one after the other led to his profound impact at the very end of the story. So, what if the struggles that you have encountered or currently undergoing is the place that God wants you to be right now? Let the challenge shape you. Culture, these God, dreams in your heart and know that God is for you. You know, the things that stop you dead in your tracks you know, be whatever this year or whatever uh, the things that happened in 2020. I encourage you to head into this new year. Head into 2021 with a brand new perspective, focusing not on the resistance, but on the resiliency that is developing in you. You know, as we transition into reflecting on communion, I want us to remember Jesus on the cross. To me, studying out Joseph's character and being inspired by his resilience, you know, I think of Jesus, who was both rejected by the world around him, yet continued to impact the world with his resiliency, even through the cross. You know, we are blessed for the sacrifice in the way that it simplifies our approach to be close to our God. And in 2021, God is calling. He's calling for you to let go of the resistance that is weighing you down right now. You know, the beauty of the cross is that it symbolizes 
freedom from the resistance that even sin can have in your life. But we know that sin doesn't overpower you. And as you take in the bread that symbolizes uh, Jesus' body and the juice that symbolizes Jesus' blood, be reminded on the true power that can elevate your new year ahead. You know, and that power is the ability to be more like Jesus each and every day. And that same power and Jesus' life can absolutely transform our life, our family, our community, the church, and even later on impact the entire world that we live in. So church, get past the no. Let go of all the resistance that you have carried on from 2020. It is a brand new year. But know that God is trying to do way more in your life. He is preparing something bigger for the year ahead in 2021. I guarantee you the dreams that God has placed in your heart will come true in his time. And so guys, happy new year. I want you guys to stay healthy, have a life that's full of joy and great health. And to God be the glory. Let's pray for communion. Heavenly Father God, thank you, good Lord, so much um, for this morning that uh, we get to reflect on uh, how crazy of a year 2020 was. God, but regardless of the craziness, regardless of what you have been doing, God, that you have absolutely ushered in this brand new year and envisioned it, already created it, uh, that it is going to be a year that gives you the utmost glory. Lord, I pray that you allow each and every one of our spirits to let go of any type of rejection, resistance, God, that we have faced. To know that even the times that we have faced walls and setbacks in our lives, that those have been moments of great challenge where you have been thriving and creating in us uh, a spirit to persevere. God, that you have been creating us for something even bigger for 2021. You have been patiently, uh, God, creating in us, God, just a, a spirit to want to see something bigger. Lord, I really do pray that we can connect uh, through the communion, through Jesus' life, the sacrifice we have on the cross. Uh, and if it wasn't for that sacrifice, God, we wouldn't even be dreaming to be close to you to be more like your son each and every day, God. Thank you so much. Uh, I pray that you can be with all of our Sundays uh, and keep us safe and healthy. We love you. Pray for everything in your mighty son's name. Amen. Amen, guys. Have a great Sunday.